What up, everybody? This is Jay Celine. This is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Jerozlyn, the managing editor at Hollywood Unlocked. And this is my beautiful friend, Rosa Acosta. She is over here <laughs> dying with the flu. You know, I love my friends. I texted yesterday and said, Rosa, I really, really need you. And she was like, I'll be there. I appreciate Aww, that. That is a good one. It means a lot. Um, shout out to Melissa Ford, who's not back. She's um, somewhere getting better. Um, we're talking and, you know, hopefully she'll be returning soon. And so, yeah, we're here. Um, I went to church Sunday. Oh, you did? I went to church on Sunday. I go to Mary Mary's church from time to time when I go. I won't lie. I did not get into it, the spirit this time like I did mm. last time. But the message was directly to me. Mm. And it was basically talking about how, um, you know, people need to like... <laughs> wake up and cut a lot of the bullshit out of their life. That wasn't the word they use. I'm just paraphrasing. But yeah, they're not going to say that in church. Um, but, you know, one thing about Warren Campbell, I will say, he literally knows how to preach. I think you can see their stuff online, too. I, I mean, I have to, if I do go to church, I do have to go to a church where people are anointed, where people are in the spirit, where mm-hmm. you feel it, and the music has to be right. The music I felt like this weekend wasn't right, but if they, they were going to sing, they were going to sing For Every Mountain. Have you ever heard that song? For every mountain, uh, if you're on YouTube after the show, finish the show because we need you to get through all of our advertisements. Get to <laughs> I know gospel songs by melody. Like well, you I'm not just... going to sing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm battling uh, a slight case of pneumonia over here. Because when you sing it a little, then I'll be like, oh, okay, I know that one. There's a song by Kurt Carr. It's called For Every Mountain. Go listen to that song after you watch this interview. Play that song as loud as you can. I'm telling you, you will be uplifted. That song, they were getting ready to sing it, but then he went into preaching. I was like, oh. oh come on. It's my favorite song. Yeah. <laughs> so I took a shit in church. And you know what? Wait, oh my what? God. Let me say this. I am disrespect at a, the no, Lord like No, no, no. That. I'm at an age now That's where. That's why you missed the message, because you was in the bathroom. <laughs> that shit had to come out. Dropping a deuce. But let me tell you something. I've, I'm at an age now where I will take a shit anywhere. I oh will God, take it at Taco Bell. I will take it at your house. I will take a shit anywhere. And look. If you say to me, I got to run and go get my brush in the bathroom after I took a shit, I'm not going to even warn you about it. Go on and take, go and get the brush. Do you because- do you carry those little like drops, you know, like the the poopy drops like poopy that drops. you put like before and then like literally the snow smell? No. Yeah. I shit. And if you ain't got Febreze, that's your the problem. Poopy drops. Yeah, but, but Febreze can like, I feel like it sometimes it just masks. Wait, time out. Did you tell us the story about you going to church cause you so you could tell us that you took a shit at church? No, it just popped up in my mind how good the I shit was. Because I still don't understand what was the message. Here's the deal. And the, <laughs> He's disrespecting the, wait, and the, the Lord. And the thing about it is the lock on the door didn't all the way lock. So I was like, if oh. somebody come in here with me shitting, I'm not even going to try to do I'm taking a shit. I'm at a point now where <laughs> I don't care about it. I will take a shit anywhere I'm at. For the Lord, anybody. The one place I didn't like taking a shit though was on the jet with Floyd coming from Miami. <laughs> well, because the jet now you can't take a shit on a jet. First of all, the air is sucked in that room; you, it ain't going nowhere. Like shit circulating, it's just shit all in the jet. The second part is that Floyd sleeps right outside the bathroom. Oh my, that's a horrible place. For so can I tell you what I did? What'd you do? I sat near till the scent went away. Everybody was sleep on the jet. Nobody's missing me. I'm oh, in the toilet. No one noticed. That's that's a that's a safe time. <laughs> It's a safe time. And the jet is always like 82 degrees, so it's hot shit. It's oh, not even like, okay. you know, like a Let's breeze. transition. <laughs> Let's transition. I don't okay. like talking about boo-boo. Oh, really? No, I don't. 
Why? Me and my boyfriend, we even don't. We've been together a long time, but it's like we just act. We just keep it private. So you would never be in there brushing your teeth while he's taking a shower. Oh, never. Oh no, so, no, 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 never. I, no. no. My older sister was like that. She used to take a shit and want me to sit in the bathroom with her while she smoked a cigarette. No, no, no. no Wait, no. shitting and smoking and smoking a cigarette. Well, no, I smoke. I, I smoke. I smoke a blunt while I go. That's how it helps. While you're going to the bathroom. Yeah, it okay, helps. You guys are weird. Who doesn't I smoke can't. while they go? I, I'm on Instagram. Oh, you know, the thing about this. Have you ever done this? Those of you listening, I know you've done this (laughs) while you're taking a shit. You're on Instagram. First of all, everybody's on. First first of all, when there's people around, you want to take the fastest shit possible so you can act like you were taking a piss. But we're on your phone. But when the shit gets past a certain moment, you realize everybody now knows you're taking a shit. Everyone knows. Have you ever been using the bathroom and you're on Instagram for so long that you forget how long yeah, you're in the bathroom? And yeah, and now they think no. you was in there using, taking a shit the whole time, but you really weren't. Or you had a miscarriage and were trying to clean it oh, up. Oh, okay. Let's change. Let's let's switch it up. But either way, I just feel like <laughs> this show is a mess. This is just... You, you know, know what? You know what I said? I said, when I get really, really successful, I'm going to just have to delete every show I've ever done and start but over. But you've been doing good, though. You you. It, I'd rather you talk about shit than, you know, any, like, other things, so... Yeah. You're still cleaning it up. You're working your way of cleaning up. We're the show. getting a lot better, people. Yeah. If if you're listening to the show, please. I mean, but how do we start with the church and all of a sudden? Yeah, we're I talking don't about even food. know. Like, I thought he was going to talk to us about the message he got, and then he told us he took a shit at church. Okay, this mind is a morbid <laughs> playground, and the thing about it is, I really don't think about the things I'm gonna say. I just move. I, I am moved by the spirit. No, don't you? What spirit? <laughs> I'm either moved by the spirit or I'm moved by the shit. Either way, you're gonna get it. Oh okay? my god! Oh my goodness! No, God bless me with being able to like. God is looking at you like, you know. God just, God just told me, shut your ass up. Shut yeah, shut your ass up. God, okay. never mind. God, we good. Okay. God is giving you the conceited face. Like, I think the moral of the story is, uh, one of the Campbell the moral- sisters got a good church, and I had to take a good shit. No, and the, the no. word is anointed. But shout out to them. They performed at the AMA Awards at the end. They yeah. did the tribute to uh, uh, Aretha. Aretha Franklin. And you know what's so crazy? If you watch the energy at them. That's what their church is like. We got to oh, go. Uh, yeah, you've been, you, you keep I telling know, me you're going to take me. So I th- this Sunday, we can go. Br- okay. Bring your boyfriend. It's a. It literally is one of those churches you can come as you are, and it's yeah. so, but it still gives you the whole the whole good vibe. But at, it the, end, at, the, at the end, Erica took the microphone, and she said, everybody who's ever been moved by this church, by any the word in the church, come stand behind me. So the whole church goes, but like a few of us. So I'm like, I ain't going up there. Then they were like, if you want to join us, come up here. And I'm like, I'm not going to be put on the spot because I really I don't feel like, like those either. I don't like that. I'm going to just come as I am. I'm going to give you my money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get in the word and I'm going to go home and hopefully live a better life. They left us with saying, leave here a different person. Leave here a better person. The devil's waiting for you outside. Literally. As was so- he not? As soon as we walked out the door, <laughs> we was all talking crazy. And I'm like, you the devil. Yeah. This is what they just, they told me he was going to be here waiting for me. Yeah. The devil's definitely like been church. busy this week. You don't like church? Yeah, I don't like Why? church either. Mm, no, I had. I mean, I grew up, I actually used to sing in church when I was younger. Um, but as I grew up. Are you Catholic or Christian? Catholic. Well, I mean, I'm not. I grew up Catholic. Catholic but I'm just like a spiritual now. But, yeah. um, well, f- you know, one of the main things is that my mom had, had a really um bad situation with somebody from church mm. with a priest uh and so that stuff kind of like turned me off i know it's not every priest but 
Just little things like that. Yeah, and they can yeah, no, give you I'm, a bad taste. I mean, for me, it, I, it, I, I felt judged, and I always went to, you know, like Christian churches. I didn't grow up Catholic, but I remember I was a child, and I love Harry Potter. I brought a Harry Potter book, and my Sunday school teacher lectured me about Harry Potter being the devil, and witches and wizards are, are, are demonic. Um, one time, we it was uh, going around and saying a fact about each other, and I was like 13 at the time, and I had a boyfriend, and I was just like, oh, I have a boyfriend at school. And they're like, you shouldn't have a boyfriend. So th- I, I felt judged at such a young age, and and I never liked that. And um, now, as being a spiritual person, I don't necessarily feel that I need to go to church to feel connected to God, because I talk to God a lot more than I, people I know who go to church every Sunday. Yeah. And you don't have to go to church to have a relationship with God. No. The reason I'm going to this church is I just love the energy. Yeah, it's a good church. Now, my only apprehension in fellowshipping with people at church is that I don't live like that. You know, like, I want you to talk to me about living positive or being, I want the encouragement. I want the, maybe the coaching when I need it, but I don't want you calling me every day talking about you going to do that. Yeah, you I don't know, need like, you in my business. Yeah. Don't need a... But yeah, you know, one thing I don't like is like you say, like putting you on the spot. Like I hate when they are they are like dancing or singing and they want you to dance and sing and just get all excited and I don't do that. It's forceful. Yeah, like where they I, yeah, you're talking about where they make you stand up and clap. Yeah, yeah like come on. But sometimes I'll get emotional if I'm just going chill, through, but like, I'm not gonna get up there and follow it. It's for you. Like you go to church and your <laughs> spirit is gonna God is gonna speak to you and each person individually. So I don't feel I need to be forced to have to stand up. I agree. And all this, yeah. and I don't, right, well, listen, I don't like no. Listen, that. people, we're going to give you a break to go take a shit or say a prayer. No. And, and we'll be back with Aaron Ray. And we have the one and only Aaron <laughs> Ray in the building. Hey. So I was uh, at Delilah. I ran into YG and his man, uh, his guy, Pusha Rod. Yes, and that's your guy. Yes, sir. And you're an R&B artist, but you're, you're a songwriter and art. Are you an R&B artist or do, do you like R&B in your title? Mm, not really. No, okay. I don't. But it's cool because I do R&B music sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So do you, so as an artist, you just want to be referred to as an artist? It's an artist for right. real, you know, a producer, whatever you want to call it. So you write, you produce music? Yes. And you write music? Yes. Okay. So let's just, everybody blames me for name dropping. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take this one episode to let you name drop people oh, that you've written for. Okay. Well, um, let me see. Let me see. I've been out here for a little while. I've been on. Uh, I've had the opportunity to be able to work with some really great people. Um, as in, you know, Chris Brown is one of them. Jeremiah. I did some shit on the Nikki Pink print. Um, I said uh, I did K Michelle. I did Yo Gotti, Meek Mill, Tata Lasan. Shit. I did some Usher, August Alsina, and Jason Derulo is a friend. Derulo. So what? So the song with Jason Derulo was "Love Like That." Love like that. Yeah, it was and, one of the first ones. And Chris Brown, uh, you did the homage to Karuchi. <laughs> well, I guess so. You know, it really wasn't, but he changed the name and shit. But I read how that song came about. So tell the story of how that song came about. You met with Chris. You asked him what he was feeling or what his vibe was. How how was that process? It's crazy because that's not what happened. I, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's um, what I heard. Yeah, nah. What, what really happened with that song is, you know, in the world of placements, in the world of, you know, writing for people, I was, you know, I, I, I connected with a few people, my homie Don City and uh, Deep Beck, who do. Shout you know, out to Don City and Deep Beck. I have not yeah, heard man. those names in a minute. Yeah, my dogs, bro. They ones for real. Um, Don City always showed love. So, you know, he hit me like, yo, Chris is looking for records. Um, let's do some shit. You know, so he sent me a few beats. I picked one, happened to be that one. And, you know, for a full day, I just went in. And literally, like a few days later, he heard the record. It was called Stranger in My Eyes. 
he heard the record and you know Chris did his thing or whatever. It was it was a while till I really heard the shit. I actually didn't even work with Chris in that studio on that record particularly. Like I got a few records with Chris, but that one I didn't. He just fucked with it and put it up. So yeah. when you originally wrote it, Karuchi wasn't in your mind. Nah, that was a this is a song for me. You know that's about my life. You know what I mean? But I was giving it to you know at that time I was giving my songs away. I was giving you know music up because I I wasn't in a position to be able to you know help myself yet. You were giving them up or you were selling them. Give them up in a way because shit these days if you ain't no uh, if you're not no producer you're not really getting up front unless you're like a big name you know. So it's, but don't you get money on the back end? Like yeah, when, yeah but work? when do you ever see that? <laughs> it's like Damn. disputes. It's, this music shit crazy. So you were just giving songs away and you weren't really being paid? or anything. I mean, it's it's really like you give a song away to do paperwork, but when you do paperwork, shit can dispute. Like shit, like everybody want to act like they do shit. But I wrote the song 100%. So it's like. Wait, you wrote the entire song? No, yeah. I don't play. Like, and, that's and so, my and shit. so if they just change the name K, then now it's his song. Yeah. What? That's insanity. Yeah, and I get pub and all that shit, but Wait, it's but the you, business, you, you know what I mean? All right, to all our listeners out there, you guys know that at Hollywood Unlocked, we use all of Stamps.com services to mail out our packages to those of you who buy our, all of our merchandise, and we appreciate your support. And the thing I love about it is that but these days, you can practically have everything on demand right from your home. You don't have to leave, so there's no more going to post offices, although we love the post office and support all the workers there. You don't have to leave your house. So why are you still taking trips when you could just mail letters and packages straight from your house? So here's what we do. People, we get our merchandise when you make your orders and we go online with our skill and we order the postage and we print it off and put it on the package and put it out to you that day. So here's why it's convenient for you. You can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package using your own computer and printer and uh, the mail carrier picks it up. Just click print mail and you're done. That's it. So let me tell you what you need to do right now. Right now, if you go to stamps.com, you can get a really good deal. It includes up to $55, a free postage, a digital scale, and a four-week trial. All you have to do right now is go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in our code UNLOCKED. So go to stamps.com, enter UNLOCKED, and you too can be mailing things off a lot easier like us. So do it. No, no, no. Wait, let's talk about that for a minute because you know, right now I'm mentoring this new artist. Uh-huh. I don't know shit about music. I know everybody though, so right. pl- plugging him with people is easy. Yeah. So I'm trying to find him a good mentor who can actually mentor him because if a motherfucker, if I write a song for a motherfucker and I hear it everywhere I go, <laughs> I'm rolling up. I need no, money for sure. No, but you I'm, don't get mad. I mean, you don't feel some type of way when I mean, you hear a song like become a hit like that. I mean, shoot. I mean, I really with that shit. It's like that. That's like I don't know publishing and royalties. That shit get crazy. It's mixed up. Like it's the business. Once you. Start doing what I'm doing now. It's like really making your own music and producing that shit. That's when you really start getting bread. Like the writing shit, they're starting to try to show more love and be be more respectful. But you know, honestly, it ain't really no respect for the writers out here. So for a little bit. So before we get too much deeper into that, you're mm-hmm. Aaron Ray. You're 23. Yes. You're from Cincinnati, Ohio. Yes. Why is Ohio so rough? I didn't know. <laughs> I started meeting people from Ohio, and, and before they said shit to me, I said, "Before you say anything." Yo ass is from Ohio, huh? Yeah. yeah what, what, what is that about? I don't know. I mean, we just, we're in the middle, you know. Don't nobody really, you know, care about us like that, I don't feel like. So we just out there doing our own thing. You know, we're not really worried about what the fuck is going on. We're just really trying to, you know, live, survive. So out there, it's just a different vibe. So I feel like people got, like, just different mentalities, you know what I mean? And they come up from, it ain't pretty. It ain't palm trees. We get off four seasons. So when it's cold, it's cold. When it falls, falls ugly and shit. So, you know, it ain't pretty. 
but um, you know, but I get it helps. It builds you though. It definitely yeah. helps. That's I, what it made I, me I who this, I am. I get the sense though from everybody in Ohio, they're trying to get out of Ohio for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's just not as far as you know business and what we do out here. Like it's not really creative. opportunities. Yeah. yeah, it's not really opportunities. There's really, a lot of talent in Ohio for sure. Because for, for me sure. moving out here, I meet so many people from Ohio, and I'm like, oh, you're really talented. Yeah, really and they creative. Just, yeah, no, they they we all we all come out here. A lot of us, and there's a lot of people that don't get to make it out here. So mm. definitely, I'm trying to be the one. Bridge that gap. So I had drinks with Push, and he was telling me about you. And you know, you're not here because he asked me to interview you. I don't. Oh, I talk to people I like, or I talk to people that I really don't like, or I talk <laughs> to people who are super talented. Uh, and you. you fall in the super talented, uh, super talented category because I went home. He sent me your 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 record. Is it an EP? Do I call it an EP? I'm telling you, I don't know music. Well, I did. I mean, is it an album? Well, there's there's an EP, which is Phases, which well, I dropped in 2016. Fire. Platinum Fire is actually my first album. That's your first album. Yeah, okay. I dropped so in March. He, yeah. he sent me the Platinum Fire album. Mm -hmm. I don't know the difference yet between... What is the difference between an EP and an album? Just shorter. shorter. Like so my EP was like, like six songs. Okay. My oh, album was okay. 14. You know? Okay. Oh, got it. So the album. The yeah. song on there, let me go to my iTunes, because I'm telling you, I just downloaded Lil Wayne. The only thing I know is his mom talks on the first track and XXX <laughs> on the second. I don't remember shit. Take. <laughs> take. Wow. Your song Take featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Yes. You know what's so crazy is I, I had this conversation where I was saying people don't really appreciate R&B unless white people are singing it. Mm. It's true. That's real. That's real. Yeah, I mean, you look at like the homage to Aretha Franklin on American Music Awards and you go like, damn, she created a genre of soul music. She's broken all these barriers. Mm -hmm. She's like the queen. And up to like her death, she wasn't really given the respect that, you know, no pun intended, that she deserved. Mm -hmm. So when you decide to do a song like a, a record like Take, which is probably one of the dopest is it r&b would you say r&b yeah i definitely say that's like r&b for sure like real r&b no, that's real that's real r&b it's a few like i, I got a lot of r&b I, I won't say i'm not you know what I mean? when you do a record like that do you feel do you feel how special it is um i guess so you know i'll be in the studio i'm vibing with it so i'll definitely be feeling you know some type of way when i'm in there i feel the vibe i'll be thinking it's some next level shit but that's really up for everybody else to decide you know so you know if you like it i love it so when you wrote this song with Ty Dolla Sign, what did you write with him or did you write your song and then ask yeah, him to I wrote, be on it? You know, how I go, wrote the record, you know, push <laughs> push made his move and Ty, you know, got on it, you know. You wrote his part too? No, no, no. He got his. No, okay. Ty Ty is one of the you know, the ones. He do his own shit. Don't you, know? you feel he's underrated though? For sure. He does not get the, the appreciation that he should get. Like, bro is incredibly talented. So, yeah. I, I walked in uh, New York Fashion Week, Tiana Taylor part uh, Tiana Taylor had a party with um some magazine that fucked up her set. I can't remember, but shout mm -hmm. out to them niggas. They fucked all that shit up. Maybe Fader. It very, I don't oh. know. Maybe it's Fader. Oh, shit. But anyway, Ty Dolla Sign was in the corner with his girl. And I'm like, he he's like in the cut. He likes being in the cut. He yeah. don't like being that guy. Do you think it's, do you think in today's world of music that you have to be a little bit more aggressively out there for people to pay attention to the music? For sure. I mean, I feel like if I did a little bit more like aggressive shit and like was all in his faces and saying crazy shit, I'd be more, you know, out there too. But there's a way to do things. And there's, you know, I feel like I'm just going to, you know, write my own path and just be who I am. So, you know, hey, shit get crazy out here. Like, niggas do anything to be in the limelight. But me, I'm going to just make this music. And hopefully that's what pushes it. And, you know, me learning how to, you know, promote myself. Maybe I can, you know, get better with that shit too. I don't know. It's just so, different out here these days. You know, um, Trey Songs, are you a fan of Trey Songs? He's great. Great, I am. Do you find any similarities in any of your sound in theirs? Like him or Chris? I wouldn't say, Miguel, I could throw Miguel. I mean, yeah. I can hear some similarities. The voice similar. has range, his voice has 
Yeah, I mean, in my mind, I'd be like, nah. But in reality, I grew up on their shit. So it's like, you can't, like, you subconsciously take from shit all the time. So a riff or something, like, I definitely could be like, oh, shit, Chris would have done that. You know what I'm saying? Ty would have done that or oh Jeremiah you know what I'm saying Jeremiah is one of the dudes I really like Jeremiah's super talented look up yeah. to like Jeremiah like I just being in the studio with him and seeing how he does his shit and seeing how consistent he is and like really working then how many records he writes for things that people don't know yeah. it's like it's just incredible so you know Jeremiah you know Chris Trey all them man I definitely I, I would say yeah I, I guess I could see some similarities but I definitely like to do my own thing so you like the song that I played I like the song well I like the one you did with um Drum, who I feel is really oh, yeah, underrated. He's incredible, yeah, for sure. And I listened to his stuff and I'm just like, dang, he's underrated. So I had already liked the song. I had been listening mm-hmm. to it, but I, you know, then you meet the person in person. I'm like, oh, that's your song. Yeah. Like, oh, I like it even more now. <laughs> yeah, so how do you decide who you collaborate with? Yeah. Um, it's just really the sound, you know. I get together with maybe Push or just you know, be like, yo, this person sounds good. Or, you know, it's really just me and Push. Are you producing the music too? Yeah, yeah. So Push or Rod, people don't know, he's the A&R, one of the A&Rs or N-A-N-R over at Interscope Records. You're on mm-hmm. Interscope? Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's uh, he's wow. so passionate about your project. No, very. You know, it's very rare in this industry that you find people who believe in you like he does. I mean, he was he was very adamant about how good the record was, um, how you're selling out shows. I saw one of the shows you sold out. I mean, you sold out like 8,000 people or something out at UC. One of those schools. Oh, yeah, we did the USC shit. Yeah, that was incredible. So how are you? How did you create your fan base? Is it just through putting out the music? Is it through organizing? I mean, how are you? How are you getting it out there? Well, I guess it's just the music, really. You know, and just trying to be present. You know, trying to be out there. You know, learning how to do that again. Um, but yeah, it's just really the music, word of mouth, people, my my friends, my family, everybody. You know, has been helping everybody in the industry that you know shows love that posts my shit. You know. Like, that's pretty much how I'm getting it out. You know, I don't, like, I'm, like I said, I'm not like a super, like, Instagram heavy dude. So yeah. it's really, like, the love. So when you used to have sex with Normandy from Fifth Harmony, did you all sit there and sing together? Or, like, did you ever, when you said, baby, let's make this music together, was it, was there ever a moment where you were singing a duet? Nah, man. Uh, like no, no comment. Yeah. So but you know, like when you land there with somebody. Nah, I'm, man. We I'm, were I'm very. Hey, as, when I when I talked to Normani, I was we were very young. Okay. So that was a whole different time in our You're lives. Still young. So, You're still young. You know I'm I'm 23 now. So just imagine how young we <laughs> wait, were. When you guys moaned, I was like 16. Yeah, she was young. So it wasn't really that. You know what I mean? We have to clarify one thing. Were you guys minors? Yeah, we were minors. Yeah. What? Let me take back everything I said. Okay. So you used to date Normani from Fifth Harmony. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. It's the homie, yeah. And so are you guys cool now? No, yeah, cool. It's real, I mean, she's a real good friend. She's, in, you know, she's doing her thing. She's mm-hmm. incredibly talented. She's a star. Um, So, yeah, that's, we're cool. Our family's really tight, so. Oh, wait, it was people, Ohio? Yeah, well, I'm from Ohio, and she's from New Orleans. So. People really like Normandy. She's yeah. incredible. She's talented. They love, she's next. Normani is incredible. So when you were, so you were on X Factor before, and mm-hmm. did, did you ever have a fear in doing a reality, not a reality show, but like a show like that, having real talent, not knowing where it's going to go. You know, maybe, you know, I mean, you know, you've had people like Jennifer Hudson not win American Idol and become mm-hmm. one of the biggest stars from the show. Yeah. Did you ever have a fear going in like, mm, this may be a look to get me out there, but it may not be the best given I have real talent? I mean, at that point, I'd never really been out here, didn't know too much about the business. Never really had auditioned for anything. So at that point, I really wasn't thinking like that. I'm like, man, this is just going to get me to L.A. But now I'm like, 
yeah, kind of, you know, it wasn't the greatest look, but it was definitely dope and a great stepping stone for me to learn how shit goes. I would never advise anyone to do that if you feel like you're an incredible singer because you could be incredible and get sent the fuck home. Like, mm-hmm. literally, like, we would be in the, the production rounds and people that were in way better than me, like, literally way better than me, getting sent the other way just because they didn't have a look or they weren't interesting enough. And I feel like that's that Instagram shit. Like, bro, he's a great fucking singer. Let him through. You know what I mean? Like, I'm definitely not getting through with this nigga. And then they let me through. So I'm like, oh, shit, I'm lucky. Like, what's going on? Like, I must be something because that nigga was killing. And I sound like shit. So it's like, bro, I don't know. That shit is weird. So Hitmaker's a friend of the show. He's been here. It's my dog. Uh, text him the other day. Tell him I need a, a plug on Lil Dark because this kid I'm entering is a fan of Lil Dark. So I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> I don't. There's so many. You're getting thrown into all dark, this man. stuff because of this mentoring, bro. I will help. <laughs> I, I love to help people. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Hitmaker brought you into the Nicki Minaj project. Yes. Um. So, how was that experience? And how was it working with Nicki? Because now the Nicki now everybody's just like, man, the girl's angry. But I don't know where you've worked with her. How was that experience? I mean, it was different. Me, like hand in hand working with Nicki, that was not like something that was happening often. She would come in and you know give her thoughts, you know, say what's up, and then dip. You know, her and Berg. I mean, well. Hitmaker hit now. He's you know, been, Mr. Ward. I was calling uh, call yeah, Young yeah, Bird yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah, you and know, he, I don't think he liked that shit. But um, Hitmaker, my, my brother, uh, he um, yeah, he he brought me into that shit. That shit was really cool because I at that point I only think I was like I had like a couple mixtape records on Chris, and then we started working, and we literally started working with everybody, like me and him. Like it, as soon as we started working, that's when shit started cracking and bringing us into the pink print fold. Uh, Jeremiah was there all the time and we just really just doing records and just shooting shots and you know so Nikki what's like the him. process because they have a beat and then you you write songs yeah. so it's like you'll kind of write the song and then they take yeah, it like, how does that work well I mean like we'll, we might have a beat or they might it, it depends like usually with, with Hitmaker I, I got caught this nigga Berg <laughs> this nigga Berg uh Nigga, uh, he literally made me change his I know, and I know, bro. I know. And I just I don't call him Hitmaker. That's like that's my bro. I'd rather call him by his regular name than Hitmaker. But um <laughs> shit. Uh shit. What was I just saying? Well, I was lost. I was saying the, what's the, the process? The, oh, the process, yeah. No, we like with us, we got our own set of producers. Like okay. we work with certain people. So we'll get a beat, you know what I'm saying? And B- just yeah. had them always cooking up. And they might be in there cooking up while we trying to write that. We, de- we forgot ideas. you get the Hennessy and there's definitely weed involved. Yes. Okay. And Patron and all that shit. I've been to that studio. I, I, I yeah. almost caught f- fucking contact. I had to get up out of there. No, for sure. We definitely <laughs> smoke big in there. And uh we definitely try to have a time. You gotta make it a, you know, a vibe in there. So uh yeah. No, because I listened to Lil Wayne's album the other day and that song with XXX. I was wondering, like, yeah. did they have XXX? No, they told the whole thing how it happened. I know. I heard the story later. But in the bathroom <laughs> when I was listening to it, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Because <laughs> he's dead. Did he do the track? Somebody broke, yeah, broke down yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that intrigued me to ask the question myself of, like, what is the songwriting process? You know, and when you hear a song like Take, when I heard that song, I mean, from the, from the sound of the melodies to the, the lyrics... Which I'm sure you don't have a visual for that yet, right? Would take no, not yet. Okay, but you'll do one for sure. That's gonna be a good look. I just always wonder how you create a song like that. And yeah. one of your favorite mm-hmm. artist, Michael Jackson. So I'm sure you've listened to his music and tried to for sure figure out how does a person <laughs> come up with hits that are stuff that'll live forever. Um, well, in that process, you know, that was a hard song to make. Mm. It was a really fucking hard song to make because I couldn't write it. Like I've been like, I don't know. Like I, I go off of experience, so a lot of shit like. And even at that time, I was just not going through a lot of shit with different, like, 
that's a sexy ass song. So like with women and different women, like I just wasn't at that. I wasn't in that bag at that point. Uh, so I don't know. I was just trying to figure it, you know, figure it out. And I had my homie Rook actually help me write that verse. But the song, you know, the hook came very easy. I, I work with Nez and Rio, the producers and Los also, also produced that shit. So I always had the hook. It's just really like, just you know, grinding in it. Like I almost didn't even make the album because I couldn't write the verse. Push like literally forced me to finish that song. No, well, I'm glad he did. Yeah. So sometimes, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's really fucking easy. I can make a song in five minutes if it's like there, but I have to have the words. I got to be confident. So, you know, every, I think it's, it takes time. It depends on who you're in there with. And then usually when I'm by myself, I'm, it's pretty easy. I got this amazing new bra. It's so comfortable. It's so just like perfect on my breast. And it was actually really fun for me to go through the process of getting this third love bra. Um, it takes less than a minute. And then they take you through these prompts of figuring out what is the shape of your breast, which, you know, some one, some breasts are bigger than the other. And those play a part in actually how your bra will fit. And third love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. So honestly, in my opinion, it's hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. It's tagless labels. There's no itching, no straps that are slipping, ultra soft, smoothing fabrics, lightweight, super thin memory foam cups. And, you know, it lifts up your your boobage. It's third love guarantees a perfect fit. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. So third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash unlocked now <coughs> to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash unlocked for 15% off today. So a lot of artists and specifically just thinking of the people in our genre, um, Trey songs has had some issues with the law and a fan. August Alcina is somewhere depressed, right? Uh, Chris Brown, we're going to skip over that one. Mm-hmm. A lot of our people, Jeremiah and Tayana, well, I mean, that just, that's that, that was a lot. That was the most scandal. What are you going to, what are you doing to like protect your brand and protect your mental health? <laughs> Yesterday was mental health day or day before yesterday. Yes, mental health it day. was. The day yes. I had the mental health breakdown right. was mental health day. <laughs> what are you doing to like take care of yourself and to yeah. pace your growth mm. through the industry? Wow. That's a good question. Cause right now, like, that's what I do. <laughs> like I'm really like I'm, I could say I'm in a point of like really just trying to find myself really just trying to understand what I like because I feel like you know being younger I jump into things I uh, mm-hmm. don't really know what the fuck it is so like I don't know these these days like I'm really just trying to you know take shit for not what it looks like and for you know just really try to sit down and just think and really I don't know just try to stay positive like this is day two of my positive thinking. Day so two? I got yeah day two literally wait, my day wait, two break it down day two so, day two so when, I started yesterday I'm on a cleanse today's gonna be a great fucking day so before yesterday when you were having a fucked up day how uh-huh. did, why did you decide that you were gonna start day one because man just a lot of shit you know yeah. I guess personally just going through like you know I'm uh, I'm be like man I, people are starting to notice too like people are like man you be seeming sad nigga like you be seem like you pissed off all the time you always got like a a mean mug on your face. And I, usually I'm cool and I'm just focused, but yeah. sometimes I do really be fucked up in my head. So I don't know, like really right now, I'm just trying to really just, you know, I'm trying to read more, mm-hmm. trying to like literally like just do shit that I don't usually do that's not easy for me to do. Yeah. And really take the time to like just learn myself. Like, cause that shit is cool. Like after I read a fucking chapter of a book, nigga, I'd be happy. Yeah. Be like, yeah I feel like, good. Oh, I, just, I was like, all right, cool. I just learned some shit. Mm-hmm. So you consciously said tomorrow I'm going to wake up and have a good day. Mm-hmm. 
Then today, I'm going to have a good fucking day, too. It's a great day. I can't wait to see my son in a couple hours, too. So so there's a book book that uh, literally changed my life when I had a real traumatic situation years ago. Mm -hmm. It's by Ayala Von Zant. It's called Until Today. It's a daily aspirational book where you read one page every day. And it focuses you to stay positive because it leads with a lesson, and then it ends with an affirmation that you're going to live better in that story that day. I, oh, you should nice. get that book. No, I, I just had to write that shit Get there, that dude. book yeah. until <laughs> today uh, by Ayanna Von Zahn. Okay, you know somebody I'm thinking, do you know Janae Aiko? I don't know her, but she's incredible, yes. She's okay. dope. So she's going to be at a party with us tomorrow. You should come meet her. I'll pull up, man. Okay, but if y'all do anything, I need 10%. <laughs> For sure. Everybody knows I use this show to make money. <laughs> oh Shout out to goodness. Nick Cannon. Hey, man. Dude. Shout <laughs> out to Nick Cannon MTV. Keep giving him checks. <laughs> All right, yeah. so you, your son, how old is your son? Almost two. So you were 21 when you had your first son. Yes. How are you co-parenting? On our show yesterday, which was, we can edit this out, which was taped today, mm-hmm. we were talking about Amber Rose and Wiz Khalifa and how they uh, co-parent. How do you co-parent? Um, well, I'm learning, you know. That's something I'm learning, something that's new. It's fresh in a way. So, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, learn how to talk to each other, you know, how to communicate, do the things that I'm doing, try to make sure that my time is, you know, is... Uh, is just as valued, you know, valued as her, you know, I value, I got to value her time, you know what I'm saying, and what she wants to do and her dreams and shit. So right now I'm just really just trying to learn how to balance all the new shit that I'm learning how to do and doing shit like this and then being able to be going and be like, all right, I'm going to go grab my son because she's been with the thing all day. Does she, she need to, you know, go do her shit. You know what I mean? Does, like, she, does she live here in L.A.? Yeah, she, she's from out here. So, okay, yeah. But you guys don't live together? No. And you're not together anymore? No. And you don't want to be back together? I mean, you have to think about it's future. Hard to talk about you, have, right. you have to think about future royalties. <laughs> is you it like? Think, is it like really? Uh, it just happened like soon that you guys separated, or? Yeah, in a way, yeah. So you might you might that's, write a song yeah. about it and get back with her because I mean I always write songs, but that you know that's she's a wonderful mother, she's a wonderful person, man. So it's not you know a lot of that shit like that shit. I don't know. That's that's personal shit. It's the basis. It sounds yeah. like you guys respect each other, and that's. That's what that yeah, is. Trying to, trying to, you know, trying to get there. For <laughs> sure. what, what made you like have a, a kid so young? And um, you know, being a an artist, like usually they kind of like push that stuff. Yeah, like try to do it for later. Know. I mean, at the did at the, it just happen? It, I mean, <laughs> he wasn't using condoms. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, duh. I, I, wouldn't, I, I mean, wouldn't, that's how. I mean, like, look, like I said, I'm young, but at the time, you know, when you with somebody, and I was with somebody at the time. You know, I felt like, you know. I could actually do something and be something with this person. I'd never really been in a relationship that long or tried to do something like that. So I was really just learning how to be, you know, somebody's man or something like that, whatever yeah. the fuck you say. So, you know, and a lot of, I failed a lot of times in that shit too. But, um, you know, with having a kid, you know, you're doing your thing. I just, you know, something felt right. Something felt like I needed to do that shit. And I don't, I don't regret it at all. Uh, I think he's the best thing that's ever happened to me. He's, Knock my hustle up like a million. I don't mm-hmm. do shit for me. I do it for him. So, so, so Cardi won an award on the American Music Awards, and she said, mm-hmm. "Shout out to my baby because having my baby made me fight harder." Yeah, for sure. So, did did you do you feel like having a kid made you a better person? Yeah, it's making me a better person. It's making me think more. You know, it's be a little bit more. You know, like just really think. Yeah, be you know, be uh, what would you say uh. Be aware, aware of you know how, how how other people are feeling, and be aware of you know just people, man, just really people, just being aware of the real shit in life and getting out of your own head. And people don't think like you. People are not going to think like you every fucking day. So it's just right now. That's what I'm trying to do. Just learn this life shit. 
So yeah. what, which female celebrity do you have a crush on? Because everybody comes into this industry wanting somebody. I mean, I don't think, it, like, there's a lot of beautiful women out here. I don't think I necessarily want any of them um, as far as, like, I'm just after one of them. Because, um, so like, like I said, like, I just got out of that shit. Like, I ain't searching for nobody. I'm really focused in, in my shit because right now, like, I learned that I wasn't But give us, like, your top three. My like top three? I mean, top three think beautiful are like- women, like, I think it's crazy. Um, Shoot, who can I say off the rip? I mean, I love... Zoe Zaldana, she's incredible, beautiful. I fell in love with her at a young age. Zoe Zaldana's crazy. But right now, the new ones, new, like, <laughs> fresh. Wait, Zoe Zaldana, is that the one that said she's, God is... She was uh, a drumline when I was a kid. Well, she's, you know, the actress from <laughs> No, no I know that, but who was the actress that just said something about God? Oh, no, that's uh, Thandy Newton. That's what I was thinking. Who's that? Yeah. No, I don't know who that yeah. is. <laughs> um, but, uh, two more. Two more. Two more. <laughs> Ooh, that's hard. Oh yeah, the Dasha Polanco. Oh, too. she's a beautiful woman. Um, okay, okay. You saw so you Dominicanas. Yeah, I like oh, that. Okay, yeah, for sure. Just like Jason. Yeah, she's Dominican. She's Dominican. Oh, yeah, Dominican. no, we, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> Jason also likes Dominican. He likes. I'm Dominican. like one of his favorites. So, <laughs> so I'm his. I'm in his top three. We're gonna move right along. <laughs> All right. So, um, interesting. Okay, so now that you're here full time in LA, mm-hmm. you have a dope record. You're putting out good visuals um, and still continuing to. You're still writing for the artists too, right? I actually took a year off. I got some shit that's kind of coming out, but I really did take this year just off. to focus on your own project. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'll be back in next year. I was actually just talking to bro the other day. Like, I need to get back in, so I might pull up with him later today. Yeah, yeah. because that that money's still out there. No, it's definitely out there. And then and right now, uh, with me being, you know, I guess you know, somewhat of somebody. I guess I am somebody, but in in in, a, in, in myself. But just you know, as far as Getting to where now I'm at right now. Not I'm building cloud. my, my your, shit. Yeah, the cloud. right shit. My own clout that people can take my shit seriously and then, well, you know, pay me for my fucking work. So, yeah. Yes. It's easier to do that these days. <laughs> Don't give shit away. Not if you put out music like that. Yeah, oh, like, how, come on now. But, no, I, I save the shit. You know, they don't get the shit. Like, I definitely will write a song, but it won't be like some shit that I would keep. You know what yeah. I mean? These days, I don't do that at all. I would never give somebody a beat that I would write on. You need to figure out how to do a dope Frank Ocean record. Like, where is Frank Ocean or something. Somewhere. Pull up, bro. Where the fuck are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, would, that would be amazing. Rihanna, where is your album? I do that, yeah, too. Yeah, you get up in there. I'll you write get, that, You get sure. a part of this process of getting us another Rihanna album, please. Right. I will do it. Rihanna. We're assigning you. I mean, Call me. I mean, I know Pusha got to know her A&R. If not, let me make that connect. I just oh, yeah, need we 10%. do. I just need 10%. <laughs> okay, so who are, the, who are the artists besides Michael Jackson that inspire you? Um, Off top, Marvin Gaye. Uh... I like the Bee Gees. They're incredible. I love, um, you know, uh, oh, yeah. Um, Al Jarreau is one of my favorites. And Bill Withers. Um, I Al like Jarreau. a lot of, like, Throwback. old school, like 80s, 70s shit. I like, you know, jazz. Quincy Jones is really great. And then today's artists, I guess you could say, like, a, a Frank in a way. Um, yay. But cool, yay. So you, you still, <laughs> so, 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 Yan, so, Yan, yay. Because I, I yawn every time so my brother <laughs> came up these That's days. I'm about to yawn right now. You got be fucking. So, I, so are you still able to be inspired musically by Kanye? Because I saw on my Facebook today, I was going down my feed. Somebody said, I don't give a fuck what this nigga puts out. He will never inspire me again. I was like, damn. damn. No, it's, it's really hard to, you know, be a team Kanye right now. You know what I mean? So the music, it's not bad. You know, I like some songs on Ye. I love some songs on the Cuddy A shit. 
But as far as yeah. just his message ain't that tight right now. It's just it used to be like obnoxious, but for us, and now it's obnoxious and it just don't really make sense. So I'm like, I don't it's know. It's funny that you bring up Quincy Jones because did you see his documentary on Netflix? I just watched that shit. And I'm going to watch it again today with and my so son. You, it's, it's incredible. I haven't seen it. Oh, Quincy. It's Does incredible. He, talk about Michael? he has Michael. Oh, everything. But everything. it like for, it puts it in perspective for us because, you know, we're all younger and we mm-hmm. still weren't able to put everything in perspective of what he did. And not only just as a man, but as a black man and for the community. Mm-hmm. And so I correlated it to Kanye. And I was like, damn, Kanye, because you were literally he was in the, you could have, yeah, you know, I, I, you, you're not well, gonna put Kanye with he he's a he's a lyrical genius, but Quincy yeah. Jones, yeah, we, Quincy, we are yeah. the world. He's oh, exactly yeah. color yeah. purple, oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Let's yeah, just yeah, leave. Yeah. It. No, it's, it's, it's levels to this shit for sure. But I will say one thing that Kanye and uh, Quincy have in common is you know Quincy, he's on his way out. <laughs> no, no, no. Meaning, well, that's no, no that, that's not the common out. There, there, he's, 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 he's gonna, getting he gonna, old. He's, he's gonna, old. gonna, he gonna die soon. Yeah, yeah he's old. Okay. But that's because, why he did the documentary. No, but because he knows he's gonna die, he did this interview that was the best lit interview put it ever. All out <laughs> there. He put everybody's right. business out there. And he's yeah. like, that was a come great kill interview. me, was, come kill me, right. the Lord. Kill me now. <laughs> I don't care. That was a great interview. Yeah, that nigga said fuck it. But a legacy, pretty much. Yeah, for sure. Is that what you're going after? For sure. And yeah, to. Uh, piggyback on that the Quincy shit it was just it really showed him from like you know all the shit that he went through mm-hmm. that you can go through a lot of shit and still be that fucking great and still be on that top like on top of your shit like that so yeah just to be great and to push and to have that focus and that work ethic is you know amazing you know I wish people like Quincy would mentor younger people more because yeah. like mm-hmm. when you lose these legends you uh, yeah. lose like a gift yeah. that yeah. you know I mean, it's they're out there, man. Like Quincy, he do you, mentor, do you feel he, like there's people established in the industry that are reaching down to help? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Quincy, he mentors Terrace Martin, and Terrace Martin mentors okay, me. Okay, so it's like okay. Terrace is my, in a way, Quincy. You know, got as far it, as like teaching me the game, showing me shit, showing me music, telling me, you know, hey, it's, I go through this shit too, bro. It's good. You know, what I mean, chill out, like that type of shit, helping me with family, being a family man, like. You know, Terrace is, you know, that for me. And he mentors Terrace and Herbie Hancock and all them. Like, that's who they're around. And he's giving me opportunities to be around. He's like Robert Glasper and write for his shit because I got to be on his album. So that shit was lit, too. See, I think Debbie Dev put me on a Terrence Martin a long time ago. He's another person that's underrated, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. He's done so much, man. He's he's incredible. And he does a lot of for the youth out here. Like, he really tries to work with a lot of the young guys. So I really, I'm really excited for the shit y- y'all can hear, you know, coming out because he's got a lot of us on some cool shit. So do you ever go into writing a new record with being nervous? Like, are mm. you ever nervous? Like, because I, I look at, I, I was in a room once um, with Cardi B and J. Cole walked in. Mm. And she was like, oh, shit, this is J. Cole. But they were talking and he said to her, don't stress off trying to get another number one record. Oh. Just put out the best music you can, but don't stress over creating another masterpiece or another record like a Bodak Yellow. Like, when you get those, it's great, but... Don't do it for that, you know, and, and that stuck with her, but she's had a lot of success after. And when you write a record that's a dope record, do you ever then, like, that? everybody goes, oh, my God, that's the shit. Do you ever get stressed over the next record? Yeah, I mean, for sure. But when I'm in a vibe, I'm in a fucking vibe. So sometimes, like I said, it's easy pockets. Sometimes I'd be like, man, I don't know, because I just want to say the right things, you know. I, I want to say the right things, you know, so people can understand me, they can get me. And then, you know, like, I'm writing to women a lot, so I... But hope they like my shit, so I'm nervous about that too. Just growing up and wanting older women to fuck with my shit too. So, what do you think about universal love music that could be um, taken for like gay gay relationships, two women, two men, like so- love songs that I'll use uh, here and now because mm-hmm. we knew because oh, right. we, we know Luther. Yeah, Luther. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely hurts. Because we know sis was out there getting it. <laughs> but when you have a universal love song like Here and Now that mm-hmm. can appeal to everybody, right. do you ever think about putting out that type of music? Because I think Frank Ocean, I mean, he definitely he, he does. does. Yeah. He, he definitely does. does. Shit, he didn't call, man, I didn't call myself singing some lyrics. That I was like, shit. <laughs> I didn't know he was saying <laughs> right, that. Right, like, like, Rod would be like, yo, bro, I don't know if you want to be saying all this shit. I'm like, what do you mean? Let me tell nah. you something. I, I'm gay, so I'm riding down the street. My homeboy, he's singing Bad Religion. I'm like, nigga, you get to that taxi part, <laughs> right. you better switch up them words. Right, you got to switch up the lyrics. Got me looking yeah. at you another type of way. Because Frank could get you. But, get but, you. But, but I remember, I you know, I it was a long time. Because, you know, I grew up in the Prince, Madonna, Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. all that era where there was every musician was an icon. Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, with the digital download, motherfucker, Shoot I'm living my this. best life at top yeah. of the charts. That's crazy. Shout out to Lil Duvall. Song yeah. That. Not hating. I'm just saying. That's crazy. It is. Getting up there on those charts was not an easy thing back in the day. No, it's not. So when I look at like, a, you know, when, I, when, when Frank came out, I mean, I had never really connected to anybody's music like Bad Religion because I felt like I identify with that. Do you do you ever think? I mean, when you're in the vibe, are you thinking of I'm gonna write this record to really hit like the hearts of everybody in the time right now, or is it just you writing for the vibe that you're feeling? I mean, mostly that's what I do my like how I do my songs, unless I'm like specifically referencing like a woman or something like that. But I really, you know, I I love love, man. You 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 should be able to love who the fuck you want to love, do whatever the fuck you want to do. So really, that like I would love to make records like that. Not shit, I did like a, I did what was that the the prize song with Vic Mensa? What the shit was <laughs> I, the free love record? Mm-hmm. Like that shit just was really a cool opportunity for me because I, like I was like, man, it was he, you know, like I I, I just love I, like I said I love love and I just like putting shit out there like. You can do what the fuck you want to do. You're a grown fucking person. But I think what people forget is that music is the thing that binds us all together. Together. Like it's literally, it's it's literally the tool that that should erase color lines, uh, Mm -hmm. sexual orientation, age, gender. It should literally be the thing. And when you're a really good songwriter, you get that. Mm -hmm. You know, you get that. So, okay, who are some of the people you want to work with now that you haven't worked with? Mm, Off top, off top, off top. I really like Tame Impala. That group is really good. The writer for them is really great. Tame. Um, you know, I would love to do some shit. You know, I'd probably do a collab with Chris. Me and him. That'd be dope just to do. Yeah. Um, well, if you do the video, then it's going to be a lot of dancing. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Can I'm gonna I have ask to you learn the meaning of your tattoo? Eight count, huh? This tattoo? Tattoo. Oh, this is my son's name, Pharaoh. Oh. You know, hieroglyphics and oh, shit. Right. And then I like it. this is my grandfather. He passed away in 07. And this this is my um, my cousin, Laurent. He passed away in 2016. Um. Yeah, it's my dog. Uh, but yeah. Um, meaningful tattoos. Shit. Uh, yeah, so. Are all your tattoos meaningful? Yeah. See. I, I mean, this one was just about energy and shit, but I, I like flash so those, and shit. But yes. Every, yeah, for, I, for, are we catching you in the early stages in like two years? You're going to have. No, nah, I, won't, I won't have the neck <laughs> tats, but I'll definitely have some more tattoos. Please don't do that. Cause I'm not, I, I won't do that. If I see one more light skinned nigga tattoo his face thinking he's going to be Jeremy <laughs> Meeks and get a billion dollar broad, like. It don't even I, make sense. It, it, I don't understand. I understand. It. And this is the thing. People who are great create the wave. Stop yeah. following the wave. Don't follow right. that shit, show. You know, Do not follow it. That's what like, Lil Wayne said in his like, album. How, how is Beyonce at the top? Because she keeps creating the wave. Right. She don't give a fuck about nobody else's shit. You stay on her shit. I love it. So, do you have you have a record with YG, right? Mm-hmm. What's that record called? We Ain't Homies. So, uh, who were you talking about in that song? Uh, it's basically, you know, it's really just everybody go through, you know, people that. If you 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 get a level a certain level of success or just you know either you get a new job you get a new anything <laughs> right. in your regular day life right. like it coming up to you like 
like like acting like they was your homie, acting like they was cool, acting like they supported you when it was really down doubting you and you know. But ain't it crazy behind? how when you how when the hard work starts paying off, they turn around and make you feel like you change. Yeah, and they be like, right. oh, you switched up. Like, no, nigga, I'm elevating, my nigga. Like you got to elevate. You have to be different. You can't be the same person. If I'm the same person I was when I met you at fucking fifteen, like that's trash, bro. I need to be a grown-ass man by now. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> All right, well, listen, where can people find you, and what is it that we want to leave people with before you get out of here? Mm, well, you can find me, you know, on all platforms. I'm on Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that shit, at Aaron Ray Camp. Um, but what I want to leave with everybody is just, you know, I'm here to, you know, have a good time. I'm here to, you know, be happy, make this good music, you know, make everybody, you know, happy, change lives, and, you know, change the culture. It's cool to have all this, you know, the... Bit bap shit, all that crazy, you know, triple time rap shit. But I'm trying to really bring the soul and the love back in this motherfucking real emotion. So, yeah, man, just I'm here to have a good time. That's it, man. I just want to thank everybody for supporting me, man. Thank y'all for having me. No, of course. And like I told Cardi when she was here, when you blow up, don't fucking not come back. No, I'm definitely pulling up. <laughs> this is actually my favorite fucking interview of all time. I feel like I've been the most comfortable ever. So thank no, you. And man. the one thing I will say and what makes these interviews easy when there's people like you, like, don't change. I'm going to tell you that, that somebody told me that years ago. Don't ever change. You're going to elevate. But the thing that you have to be prepared for is all the fuckery that comes with elevating. Like it's the work. <laughs> and even people will tell yeah. you about it and you'll have, you know, you have good people around you and you have a lot yeah, of support man. around you. You're not like you, the shit that you're gonna experience. You're gonna be like God, you, <laughs> you. I mean, we we just had a situation mm. where an intern of mine went and did an interview about a fucking book, piece of shit book that she wrote. That I mean, I'm like you. You know, I don't even know you like that, but just continue, man. Much success. Anything we could do to support you. No, thank you, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. Very nice meeting y'all. Of course, yeah, bless y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And tomorrow do. you have to meet Janae. Oh, yeah, I will. No, I'll pull up, pull up. And when y'all do a record, I need 10%. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we out. Peace. Bye.